Welcome back everyone to Smart Women Connect with Sarah and Virginia. Uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that Virginia can speak to a little bit close, more closely than I can, um, but empty nesting and how, how we deal with that and what leads up to that and what our views are and when the children leave home and you're left all alone. <laughs> What leads up to it? I thought it was interesting that you see what leads up to it. I, yeah. I don't think any of us any of us envisage that whenever we have babies. I don't think any of us ever imagine what it's going to be like. But it's so far off, isn't it, when they're a baby? Yeah, but the reality is we get them on loan. We get them on loan. Yeah. That, that's all we do. And for me, the biggest mistake, I'm just going to go right into the, the biggest mistake that women make. The biggest mistake that women make is putting their lives on hold. Well, maybe, maybe it's not. I guess it depends on your mentality. From my point of view, and having seen it play out with so many women around about me, I think the biggest mistake that we make is putting our own lives on hold uh, to look after the children. Because all of a sudden, the children get to a certain age and it's like, boom. They're gone. You've got them. You have this second adult living in the house with you. And I, I, and you just wonder what's going to happen. And I mean, I can, speak, I can speak to this from a really, really raw perspective today because um, I've had my son for the last uh, four and a half, four months, yeah, four months. He's been home from university for the last four months and he's fitted nicely into family life. He's been here. He has, he's been here. I'm not going to say that he's been doing this or doing that or doing the next thing. He's been here and he's been part of my life. And this is him going into third year now. And I am so sad today. I just feel this heaviness in the pit of my stomach. And I know that's what it is. I know it's the fact that he's going and he goes and I don't know how he feels. I know he's sad about it. I know he likes being at home and spending time with us, but I doubt very much that he's got that sinking feeling in the pit of his stomach the way that I do. And every year for me, I look at it and I think to myself, at some point in time, he's going to meet somebody and he's going to move in with somebody and my time is limited. I'm on borrowed time now and it's horrible. It is just downright horrible. I can't even, I can't even imagine. I mean, my children are um, just 10 and eight. So my eldest is a girl. And when she turned 10 in August, um, I mean, on the one hand, you know, you're grateful for every single birthday that your child has. They're happy and healthy. And, you know, not everyone has that. Um, so I'm grateful for many, many things with my children, but I still had this feeling inside. She's turned 10. And I said to my husband, I've now got less time with her, assuming she leaves home at 18, than I've already had with her. Mm -hmm. And it just made me feel so sick. <laughs> In typical man fashion, his response was, was what is wrong with you? <laughs> what he says this on a regular basis to me. What is wrong with you? We might be really unlucky and they'll still be living at home. Most mums want that. Most mums don't. We don't want them to go. No, you, you don't want them to go for you. 
Yeah, exactly. You want them to go for them. And so there's, there's that battle between, you know, laying your emotions to one side and putting theirs first. And of course you want to see your child prosper and, you know, go out into the big wide world and make all the changes and affect people in a positive way and do all the wonderful things that you've always hoped for them. Of course you do. But if you're being selfish about it, um, you don't, you don't, you want everything to just stay as it is. But of course the reality is if they, you know, become an adult and stay in your house for any length of time, you get on each other's nerves. Um, but I think, I think it's interesting what you say about women putting their lives on hold. But I, I do think, you know, that's a state of mind, isn't it? Because there are some women, I, I was one of those women who thought I, I want to raise my children and we've talked about this in a previous podcast, I want to raise my children, but I think I'll go stir crazy if I'm a stay-at-home mum. It was just not for me. Uh, and even my husband said, you know, you can leave your successful legal career, but you've got to do something else. You are not um, just in inverted commas because it's not an easy job uh, raising children because yeah. you will go insane and you'll drive me insane. And so you've got to know yourself well enough. And there are plenty of people who do leave their jobs, raise children and are wonderful at that and are then okay when their kids go and they've not necessarily put their lives on hold. It's just during that period of time, that was what they chose to do. And then you can see the reward being that your children leave home happy, content, well-adjusted, you know, at one with the world and, and happy to go off and do what they want to do. But, um, yeah, I just, I side to that too, though, isn't there? I mean, whenever we talk about the putting your life on hold, it's that assumption that you give up your career and so forth. But I don't think it just is though, is it? Because think about the, think about the working women. And all they do then is they work. And then when you're not working, you're trying to give your absolute everything to your kids. Mm. And then your kids grow up. And I mean, I've had so many mixed emotions over the years about where I'm at. But one of the things is, have I actually spent enough time with my children? So I spent all of that time in the office. Did I actually spend enough time with them? And then you think back to the kinds of things that you did and... I don't think I could have given my kids any more of my time than I did. Um, I think if I had been a stay-at-home mum, I would have been a lousy stay-at-home mum because I've got a vile temper. And not just like the vile temper, like, <laughs> like my, my patience. I, I'm not the most patient individual. I'm a kind of go, go, go individual. The kids would have hated, they would just have hated me. They wouldn't have liked me. They wouldn't have gotten the best out of me. But mm. I still torture myself over whether I spent enough time with them. I still look now, as I said, at my son. And I've still got, I mean, my youngest is 10 as well, but I look at my son and I just, yeah, I, I, it's a sadness. It's just, it's a sadness. And maybe it's a sadness because we're appreciating that we're at a different stage in our lives as well. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And there's no correct you know, there's no one way to parent. They don't arrive in your arms with a handbook. Um, so, not? I wish they did. No. Like one. <laughs> yeah. 
They really don't. I wish I'd had one, but um, they don't. And so there's no, you know, as long as you're feeding them and, you know, doing the, the minimum, the basics, then they don't know any different. Your child loves you for who you are, whether you're working, not working, whatever you're doing, they love you uh, and you love them. So there's no, but yeah, you know, as a mother, you have guilt, whatever you do. And we've yeah. talked about that before. Um, but I think you're right. When they leave, it's not just that sort of empty nest syndrome, as it, as it were, that suddenly there's one less person in the house. It is that kind of recognition and, and the attempt to adapt to a new part, a new life stage for you, because you know, you're kind of in your 40s, 50s, when things are changing in your life anyway. Um, and then you're having to deal with that as well. Not least, you, you know, your parents are also coming to a certain age and you're having to do a little bit more that end as well, maybe for some people. Um, so it, it's, yeah, there's a lot going on and it's, it's a change, isn't it? And not quite a lot of us resist change. It's a big change. Mm-hmm. We don't all like it. It's a um, massive change. It's, it is an mm. absolutely massive change. And I started to feel it around when Dane, my oldest, was 12 because he went to boarding school. Oh. So, um, and that was his choice, not mine. He, he asked if he could go to boarding school and we were fortunate enough to be able to, to send him to boarding school. So he started to leave um, whenever he was 12. And it was a, a real rip to the guts. I'm not going to, that's the easiest way to describe mm. it. It was a real rip to the guts um, mm. as he was going out there and beginning to do his own thing. But even then, like having a daughter who's, who's she didn't go to boarding school, she's getting ready to go to university in two years. I'm already at that stage of thinking, okay, well, here we go. We've got this change coming up as well. Mm. Um, yeah. But it is, it's a, for me, it's just, it's an emptiness. So when I describe that feeling in the pit of my stomach, mm. it, it is, it's an emptiness. And then, and this, and this is going to make me sound really selfish, but I'm just going to say it as it is and as I'm getting, as the feelings come, it's the knowledge as well that he will still hug me and tell me that he loves me and show me affection and whatever else. But at some point in time, there will be a partner. And how will I play into his life then? And that mm. is the whole, the, the whole having them on loan lease type arrangement. And that's completely selfish because I should be thinking about his next stage in life. And, and, and I do. I do very much think about him blossoming into his next stages in life. But I can't help but feel that he'll go and he'll meet somebody else. And I won't be that important person anymore I'll be um yeah I'll I'll be superfluous to all requirements there you go so that will not happen but it's interesting isn't it because I I wonder in fact I'm pretty sure there's a difference between letting a son go and letting a daughter go because I'm not sure the same feelings will crop up for you when your daughter goes in terms of you know if she gets married and and goes off, are you still going to be worrying about whether she will show you affection and hugs? And is well, that she, doesn't, she doesn't at the moment. She's, <laughs> she's much more affectionate than she is. Now, I've, I, can, I can actually give you a little, a little bit of an insight into this, although it's not as a mum per se, 
my mum died when my brother was 12, 13. And I helped my dad uh, bring my brother up. So he spent an awful lot of time with my husband and I, um, like to the extent that he would come on holidays with us and do, we would do skill drop-ups, we would pick him up from clubs. And I was pretty much there through that teenage years of his life. And we, we always went, there's 12 years between us um, and we've always been really close. But he then met someone and got married and that relationship went to pots. It completely went to pots. So we still have a, we still commute, well, we didn't communicate, but we started communicating again just recently. Um, but his wife does not like me at all. I'm just being honest about it. So sorry, Jane, but I might as well just be honest and just say it the way that it is. His wife doesn't like me, uh, whatever. But it's meant that there's been a breakdown in that relationship there. So but I'm, sure, I'm sure the feelings for me are not quite so bad. Um, but I do, I always say that there is a difference between the girls and the boys. So the men will go out there or your boys will go out there. They'll meet a woman and the woman will probably become, she will become their priority in life um, until children are born and then it will be whatever. So the mother will always be the mother. But it's the wife that's the influencer in the life, and the wife will probably be the, the primary female, the, the primary female in the relationship. So the mother is going to feel as if she's second to the wife. I'm not sure that that's the case with the women, though, because there is a very big difference in the, the interaction between the mothers and the daughters and the mothers and the sons. Yeah. And I felt it firsthand. I felt it firsthand with my brother. It was quite to watch it and to see. I'm not sure I felt as strongly about that relationship, though, as I'm going to feel whenever it happens with my own son. Gosh, I'm getting really vulnerable today. I'm just telling you exactly how I feel and what, what's going on inside my head and the feelings. But, you know, it, kind of, it, it is what but it is. Vulnerability, as we know, is not weakness. It's courage. So... I think it's, yeah, it's hard to say those things, but it's so true. And it's interesting, but, you know, the, the, we, everyone always talks about the mother-in-law, you know, the relationship between the mother-in-law uh, and, a, and a, you know, from a woman's perspective and the mother-in-law has always been strained, hasn't it? It's always, you know, it's a joke almost. Um, but I wonder whether that is less so from the... Um, the, the daughter-in-law uh, as it is more an issue from the mother-in-law and as you've just described that the the mother is um you know wanting the best for her son maybe feeling um that the the wife isn't good enough or the wife's going to take over and she becomes a little bit you know cautious around the wife, and the wife senses that um but it yeah i i think i i can definitely see how i will feel differently about my daughter leaving than I will my son. Um, and I know firsthand how my mum felt when I was the older child, my brother's 18 months younger than me. Yeah. And I, I went off to university and she was bereft. I mean, she's told me now. She didn't, she didn't obviously tell me that at the time, but she was absolutely bereft. And, you know, because my brother at that point was a teenager, so he was never really in the house. He was off with his friends and doing his own thing. And he, she knew he would be going to university a year later. But it was, it's, it's just the energy that a person brings to the household that when it goes, changes everything. 
So I, I know that my own mum struggled. Um, I'm really, really fortunate in that I get on very, very well with my mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, I've always made a lot of effort to do that. Um, but I think we're close because well, partly, you know, I think she likes me, but also I hope she does. Um, she'll probably listen to this now. Um, but also because I've always felt very strongly about her having a close relationship to my children yeah. and she values that above everything. Um, and so I think there's a mutual respect as a result, but yeah, it's, I just, I just feel sick at the thought of my daughter leaving. I really do. I can't stand it. But at the same time, yeah, you, you've just got to let go. But then you, when your son went off age 12 to boarding school, had that not prepared you somewhat for when he then went off to university? Or does it, is it, all, it always just feels the same? They come home for summer and then they go and you go through that whole process again. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you just go, you go through Excellent. the process again. You go through it again. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I, I'm used to it now, so I know, I know what it's going to be. But I know this morning I said to my husband, it's only 13 weeks until he comes home again. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I, in my own mind, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living my life by those, those time frames. And mm. yeah, I'm lucky at the moment that I can say, okay, it's only 13 weeks. As time goes on, so he's in third year now. Um, he's he'll have three more years at university, and then he has to do the diploma in Scotland, and then he he is into his traineeship, so he'll be working. It would be thirteen weeks then. He'll be getting his four weeks, five weeks holiday if he's lucky. And is he going to want to come home? So yeah, no, I'm thinking that far ahead. I'm looking at Virginia, all of those scenarios. Virginia, you live in the Cayman Islands. Of course, he's going to want to come home. If he's in Scotland, where do you think he's going to go? <laughs> um, but but I I suppose yes, he'll he'll start working to have limited holiday. But then when he has a partner, mm-hmm. things like Chris, things like Christmas then they start going to the in-laws, don't they? They do, but what do the girls do? What do the women do? The women insist in going, and I can see this with my my own brother. I can see it with my brother and my brother's wife and where the priority is whenever they, and my brother has a very strong relationship with my dad, so there's no no issues there. My dad's dad's brilliant. Mm. Um, But this priority is given to the wife's family. So when they go back to Scotland, they stay with the wife's family. They don't stay with my brothers. They don't stay with my dad. They stay with the wife's family. And being at this age and having so many other women around about me and older than me with children, this is what I see all the time. I see it all the time. I see the daughters. If it's the daughter, the daughter, they're going over towards the, her, her parents. And if it's the sun, the sun just kind of goes with the flow. So it's a, it's a very, very odd dynamic. And I sound like a crazy lady whenever I talk as well about, well, it's only 13 weeks until I see him again. And I did not put my life on hold in any way, shape or form for my children. I've always carried on with life as normal. But it's just, it's what goes on inside us. And I'd love to hear from the women out there who say, oh, no, I'm easy with this. This is good. I couldn't care less. I don't have those kinds of feelings because I well, have any of them. 
I did yesterday. Oh, really? I did. I took my children to school and I was walking back and there's a lady that lives down the road who walks her dog several times a day and I've got to know her. We stop and have a chat. And her children have just come out the other end of university, one looking um, for, yeah, both looking for work. And, um, and I said, oh gosh, you know, that's, you know, the next big stage. And she said, oh yeah, they've been home all summer. Now they've gone. And, and I said, oh yeah. And my daughter just turned 10. So we were having this very discussion. And, um, and I said, how did, how did you feel when they left? This is so weird that we're talking about this and I've just remembered. And I said, how did you feel when your daughter left? Because daughter went first, she's older. She said, honestly, absolutely fine. And I said, really? You didn't feel sick and the whole empty nest thing? She said, no. And I said, why? And she said, I'll tell you why. She said, when I was a child and going through my teenage years, my mother did not want me to go anywhere she begged me to stay at home she desperately didn't want me to leave um and you know or everything that she could in her power to try and get her daughter to stay and she said and it was awful it was absolutely awful the guilt i was riddled with guilt and of course i i didn't want to stay home because then i would have had no life um i wanted to go out and do things i wanted to go and you know work and meet my husband and do all of the things everyone else does so i did but i i felt really it was awful and she said and i swore if i ever had children i would never ever do that to them and she said and i felt it so strongly that i couldn't even allow myself to go through those feelings oh, wow. i just i just didn't feel them it was oh, really wow. interesting really interesting um so I think the moral of the story is this, is to make sure you just have daughters. <laughs> and someone, I remember actually over the summer, I went to sport, my children's sports day at school and I was sat next to a mum who has five children. And so she's four boys and one girl. So you can only imagine how she feels. Mm. And I, we, I don't know how it got onto it. And she said, oh, I've told all my children they're only allowed to marry an orphan. Because then they, then they can't go to the other, there's no other parents. They have to come to my house. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I know she joking. was joking, but I, mean, I, I get it. I, I wow. But I, mm. I, I give my children freedom. I don't, there's no, I never say anything to, to Dean. I'm just sad inside, but I love, I mean, he liked, he, he had a great time at boarding school. He's good at university. He's on the other side of the world to me when he goes away. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm sitting now and I'm enjoying watching them flourish. I'm enjoying watching them grow up and go into the next stage in their life. And I'll never, ever hold him back. And I'll never put him under pressure to, to be at home. But it just doesn't change how I feel inside and the fact that no. I, I'm now, I'm done with that stage in my life and I'm now moving into the next stage. And the next stage, I think the next stage for us is, is I, want, I, I don't want to use the word lonely because I definitely don't feel, I definitely don't feel lonely. I'm struggling to, to say what it's going to feel like, but it's the next stage in your life, isn't it? 
It's as if you're on the road out. You've had that initial stage where you're, you're working up to, to having your kids. This is scary. <laughs> no, but I don't mean it in a bad way. You're in that last third of your life, aren't you? Oh, no, don't, don't do that. I hate that. That whole third age thing, I can't stand it. I really hate it. No, I don't. I mean, I, who knows how I'm going to feel. But how I would like to feel, I, I think, you know, you're being honest with your son and there's absolutely um, no reason why you, your child shouldn't see you upset and sad and everything that you're going, because that's normal. If you weren't and you sort of, you know, wave them goodbye while you were opening a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Who's like, I'm not doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't let him see. But if, if, you know, if they were to see that, that would not be normal. Um, but they see that that's normal and they see that you're supporting them and they're not old enough to truly understand how you're feeling inside. So why would you even try and explain it? You just, you know, of course you're sad and you'll miss them. Um, but I, no, I don't think I'll, I think I'll feel very sad, but, and I guess then, you know, when they've gone, it's me and my husband, that's the team. The team gets smaller. Maybe that's the worry. Maybe that's the worry. Maybe that's it. You don't want to be left alone maybe we're getting closer to the truth maybe um, that's what it is maybe it's the fact that you're then going to your marriage is actually going to be properly tested or your relationship's yeah. going to be properly tested because then yeah. it's just the two of you yeah yeah and you, the spotlight's now just on the two of you and not you know your attention isn't being drawn elsewhere as it, it is when they're at home on a daily basis um but that, you know, to a certain degree, I suppose you have to reinvent yourself a little bit and your, you know, daily routines. But I don't know, I don't see myself going bowling. You know, things that, I don't know, not that there's anything wrong with bowling. I'm just laughing just, because that's what Paul's parents started doing after the kids my mom, left home. My went bowling. just started bowling. And I was like, right, <laughs> I am never ever going to do that. Maybe it's an English thing because his parents are English. Maybe it's, are your parents English? They're both in English? Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's an English thing. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's an English thing. To me, it feels like an old thing, which is why I don't want to do it. Well, maybe that's what it is with us as women. Maybe when the kids go out, we all, we all of a sudden realise that we're old and we're past it and there's nothing else that we can add to society. <laughs> No, 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 no. Do you know who I, who, I went to see, who I went to see at the weekend? I went into London to see Joanna Lumley in oh, conversation. Wow. Oh, I bet that was amazing. Yeah, she was being interviewed or, you know, the chat was with Giles Brandreth, who is hilarious anyway. Um, and she's not old. In, in that, sh she wouldn't go bowling. She wouldn't. I'm sure she doesn't. I didn't get the opportunity to ask. But she's amazing. <laughs> And I want to be like that. I want to just be this slightly older looking version of what I am now. Yeah, but there's too. no reason. But maybe, maybe the reason we feel like this is because we've not seen anyone around us do that. You know, you see Joanna Lumley and people like that. And it's not just because they've got money. It's a state of mind. It is a state of mind. And I, I think I'd like to see myself doing that. I'd like to see it as an opportunity of more time to be more glamorous and fitter and exercise yeah. and do all the things that you like doing now in you know more of yeah i'm not bowling no. i was away there with my dad for a week and my dad is 71 so he's not he's not old 
Um, but he was really overweight there for a long time um, and he's been losing the weight. And we were just having conversations about things to do and traveling and whatever else. And he, he kept saying, oh, I'm too old for that now. Oh, I, I can't be doing it. And I'm like, Dad, you're, you're what, 71? You know, yeah. potentially you could be here for another 20 years if you wanted to be, maybe even more than that. You can't look at yourself as being on the road out now, but he does. He looks at his life now and he just, it's a case of, well, I'm on the, I'm on the road out. That's um, how you just described your next stage. No, I didn't. I described <laughs> it as the third, well, maybe it's my dad's bad influence on you. You said um, the road out. You totally did. You've got to go back and listen to this. You said the road out. <laughs> you see? Your dad's been a bad influence. You need to get some Joanna Lumley on. I don't feel as if I'm on the road out, though. <laughs> I'm not even 50 yet. God, I'm not even 50 yet, and I'm already talking about being on the road out. There's so many things that I still want to do. But, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's listening to my dad. Maybe it's listening to my dad. But, you see, also, um, I come from a really working-class part of Scotland where people, in, in, like, when I look back um, at people round about my dad's age, it was all really unhealthy eating. It was lots and lots of alcohol. And the vast majority of my dad, in fact, I think all of, just about all of my dad's friends are dead now. My dad is 71. That is not old. That is not no. old. But my own mum is dead. And most of my dad's friends um, have died over the course of the last 10 years from heart attacks, cancer, um, mm. brain tumors, various other things. So, you know, it's, sometimes it's difficult when you're surrounded by that kind of stuff. Yes. To not look at the next stage in your life and think, well, what's around the corner for me? What's well, he's head? obviously, yeah, he's obviously feeling old, even though he isn't yeah. because, because of the environment that he has been in and is in. Um, so all the how more many, reason, if you got in you how many like you look you look at your circle and women that you know and how many women can you see that are in their 60s 70s 80s that are still firing ahead because I know that that's not what I'm surrounded with I'm definitely not surrounded by that at all I'm surrounded by a lot of women in my age group who are not in a good way mm. yeah Maybe the key, though, is, is, you know, when you're approaching that um, period in your life where the children are about to leave is, is to then at that point reassess and say, OK, what do I want from my life now? Rather than, you know, feeling old and like you're on the road out um, is to actually make a list. These are the things I want to do. I want to travel. I want to go to this place. I want to do this. I want to achieve X, Y, Z. I want to learn a new language. I want to, all of these things that can just keep you moving forwards. And that, you know, we've all got a bucket list. Um, and I've been you know, living my bucket list though. I, I just want to yeah, keep, yeah. To, to be perfectly honest with you, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm having, yes, a, I'm having a good life. Um, I've had lots of struggles when I was talking to dad about that as well. And he was saying, well, I know you've had those bad times. Um, I just wish good luck for you. And I said, dad, I'm living, you know, 
if somebody was to, to look at my life, then I can say that I've lived, I've taken so many risks, so many gambles. Um, and frankly, I'm going to carry on doing that because that's what it's all about. It's about trying new things. It's about experimenting. Mm. It's about experiencing what's, what's there and, and just keeping moving forward. And that's what I want to do. I try hard not to look at my life as being, well, I'm in that next stage now where the, the kids have grown up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I need, to, I, need, I need to be conscious of that, that last third of my life and that, yeah, and it could be my dad's influence. Yeah, but that, it's, it's what I think would be so wonderful is, you know, to see as a ch- from a child's perspective, if you can flip it round on its head, you know, we're consumed by our sadness and, and our feelings when they leave the nest. But if you flip it round, the, the child does feel, you know, you get homesick when you go away and you miss your parents and you miss- I'm gonna disillusion you again. No, not, every, not everyone, not everyone. Dane will go to university <laughs> and I might not get a call from him for about the next three weeks. He will just, yeah. he will just disappear and that will be it. He'll be out the door, he'll be back at university. And the next time I will hear him will be when it's like, mum, I've got to hand in an essay. If I send it over to you, will you quickly check it? Yeah. But if, if, he, if he, you know, every time he had any communication with you, could see that you were miserable and that you missed him and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if, you know, if he could see that, that's going to make the child feel just, awful absolutely terrible but if they see their mother either of their parents living their life to the max what a wonderful inspiration um for your child not just for you it helps with your emotion but flipping it around on its head it's a it's a lovely thing a gift to be able to give your child is to show that actually i'm coping i'm fine and look what an amazing life i've got having raised you and given you everything, I've still got my faculties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. not on the road out. <laughs> I'm not on the road out. I'll need to watch my language. See, language is such an important thing. How you say things. How it, it um, but I've just, I've just spent a week having those conversations with my dad about how he's on the way out. How the wooden oh, box. Nice. He calls it the wooden box. He says how the wooden box is knocking. Oh my word. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's brilliant though. He's a, he's a, we had a, we had a good trip. See, I'm still, I'm, I'm almost 50 and still going off on road trips with my dad. Yeah, that's great. Well, talking of the road out, I've got, got to, to go. You have your I've extended, got to, I do. I've got to hit, got to hit the road. Well, I would love to hear, I don't, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure Sarah would as well, we'd love to hear stories from you guys about what it's like to, to have an empty nest, how you feel about it, are you having a relationship with, um, with your kids, other halves, the partners, um, I mean, I think just sharing these kind of stories is good for all of us, lets us know and, what's and, and also, what it's like when the children have gone and it's just you and your husband left. Oh, what is I, oh, excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, what? my husband wants to sail the world and I can't think of anything worse. I've said, that's fine, you can sail the world and I'll get a motorbike and I'll go around the coastline with you, but I <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh Lord. let's watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, and what, it, what it's like when they're all gone and it's just you at home, you and the other half. Are you divorced? I know some good divorce lawyers. I'll tell you where to put your money. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll catch back on the next episode of Smart Women Connect.